Hey guys, welcome to Classic Sundays. I'm here with Keisha and Chantel, and this week we watched The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Um, it is a movie about a um, woman, Claire Bartell, who is assaulted by her doctor and reports him to the police. And rather to go that the, and rather than go to prison for his crimes, he kills himself. The shock of the accusations and suicide causes the doctor's pregnant wife, Peyton to have a miscarriage. Driven and mad with rage, Peyton poses as a nanny for the Bartell family. Her plan air Claire's life apart, seduce her husband, and eventually murder the woman she blames for ruining her life. So it's a seducy, so let's jump in. Alright, Keisha, it was your movie, so you go ahead. Yeah, so I picked this movie just because I feel like the past movies I've picked have all been really well-known movies um this one kind of flies under the radar a lot of people have never even heard of it let alone seen it kind of why i chose it and yeah so i think it's an entertaining movie i like the idea of a um angry angry woman seeking revenge and she's very sneaky posing as the nanny trying to act um you know great to her daughter uh, warm up to the family, warm up to the husband, but has these uh, very bad motives. Yeah, this movie pissed me off. <laughs> like these <laughs> movies, just ooh, like instant rage. Like one, ew, creepy doctors, and then like that's not how you take an inhaler. I remember her like doing, it, and she didn't even put it in her mouth. She like she kind of just like breezed past her mouth and pressed the inhaler after she ran out of the um doctor's thing. And then, like, he kills himself because he's, a, like, a bitch ass. And then, oh, okay, my biggest thing. I'm, like, taking my glasses off and throwing them on the bed right now because I'm so annoyed. <laughs> oh, my. When, when you are bringing someone into your home as an employee, why the hell do you not do a background check or even call for references? I'm sorry. But, oh, my God, you're so goddamn stupid. Oh, my God. I'm to this <laughs> moment. Like, I'm like, Why? Are you stupid? Why did you not do a background check? That was one of the biggest movie critic complaints about this movie is the fact that that happened. Literally, my mom works for someone and she's like works in their house and they literally do a background check for every person that walks into their house as an employee. So I'm sorry, but if you're rich and can afford a nanny, I 110% know that everyone gets a background check there is no such thing as someone not getting a background check like what the hell there's so many goddamn plot holes i'm just oh <laughs> just rage <laughs> anyways so um oh and then she fucking breastfeeds the kid and and then there's just so much boobs and then poor solomon was just wanted to help and then he just kept getting kicked and then at the end he like saves the family but like and then she attacks someone else's kid, like twists their arm. And I, I don't know. This is, oh, I just hated this woman. I hated her so much. And then her husband. And I'm just. Oh. I felt like, like they were digging into like, like African-American stereotypes, though, at the beginning of the movie, when the immediate thought that they tried to give the audience was that Solomon was doing something like mess with the house, rob the house or something like that. And I was just like. They like freaked out, and I'm like, goodness, <laughs> because like I hope Solomon has like a good role in this movie because he's, you know, obviously a very nice character from what we had seen so far. That was just like the first like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get that vibe at all. I didn't a- get that either. You know, I took it as like he was a little slower 
that character. Yeah. And because he was slower, they're like, does he know what he's doing? Does he understand? No, like, well, yeah, wrong? no, they, they, they figured that out after they, they finally brought him to the house and were talking to him and everything. But like the initial like panic and the glass breaking and then like, I don't know. I think it's because like I don't think they knew um, he was coming that day. So when he came to the house, he didn't know where to go. So he's like looking around trying to find someone. And obviously, like you don't know that this person's supposed to be there. So you just see like a big man walking around your like around the property, and you're like, oh my god, like what the fuck is going on here? So um, I kind of get like why she was scared in the beginning of the movie. But then once you get to know Solomon, he's such a nice guy. And then this stupid Peyton woman comes in and starts whispering in her ear and plants shit. And it's just, oh, my God. Like, I feel like the the people, this family is so goddamn stupid. I'm sorry. Like, one, you don't trust your husband to like just talk to him directly. One, you know this man. Like, how are you just going to believe this woman that you just met like two days ago it just oh like i hate this i hate this movie uh, i felt anyways. like this movie was very predictable oh for sure yeah because like i was in my movies. notes i was writing i was like i feel like this movie is just such it, it's following like just like the storyline you would think it would follow so i was actually starting to like take notes on like what i thought would happen next and then it happened okay my question too keisha you're a stay-at-home mom why the fuck do you need a nanny when you're you only have two kids and you're at home? Like I'm sorry, like for me personally, like, I don't <laughs> understand that. I was say this movie. I guess she was still kind of traumatized from her experience of you know the doctor assaulting her, and then she needed this like kind of healing work on her greenhouse to heal kind of thing, and she couldn't do that if she was taking care of the children. So the husband and her think getting this nanny is going to be a great idea. This is going to help the family. But it turns out the nanny is the doctor's wife who's, you know, doing all the creepy, weird things like breastfeeding the baby so that it'll only want her milk instead of, you know, the real mom's milk and just starts doing little, little things just to keep eating away at this woman that she blames for her husband and her, you know, miscarriage and everything. Um, yeah, I just, ugh. anyways, here, let me read Keisha's real, I mean, not Keisha's, uh, Lena's real quick before we continue on. Um, this is her review. So, um, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie, although it's not my favorite. I found the fact that the mom didn't go, didn't do a background check on the nanny to be shocking because as a mom, I wouldn't hire a nanny like that without betting everything. So here you go. There's my, my main thing. Um, I don't think it was too believable as a premise, but it was fairly easy to watch. Um, and that was it. So everything else is going into her like, uh, is it a classic or not? But yeah, um, that was what she said. So even she was just like, what the hell? Why didn't you vet this person before you let them in their house? So, but no, yeah, anything, anything else from you too? Because I think I pretty much <laughs> just... This movie could have ended very quickly if you just did a background check. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, oof. Oh, and then also one thing too. Um, nowadays, at least, uh, victims aren't shown on the news when it comes to these things. They might say like Jane Doe or something or whatever. But um, at least from my experience of watching the news, they don't just put the person's face out there and say, this is the person that started the um, investigation. You know, because that's dangerous. Um, obviously, if the woman 
the wife um, was just like, hey, like, this is the woman that ruined my life. I'm going to destroy her now. Like, I think it's common sense. You're not going to put the victim's face all over the place so that you can, you know, have people attack her and go to her home and do that kind of shit to her. So, like, for me, that was something that bothered me, too. I'm like, what the hell? Like, the 90s, like, was that something that they did? Or, like, I don't know, maybe we're more, like, cautious for victims nowadays than we were back in the day. But I thought that, I that was that a was huge too. She was literally the wife, though, of the man that it was happening to. So she probably had firsthand knowledge that, like, so-and-so is accusing you of yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, directly dealing with the, the lawsuit or whatever it may have been. But that's the thing. They never mentioned any of the other women. Like, they kept them all, like, secretive, but they only mentioned her. Like, for me, at least from watching criminal documentaries and all that stuff, they usually keep everything very secretive um, so that they protect well, the that's person. Because she was the one that came forward. I don't know. Just it felt, sounds, it sounds weird. like the doctor had been assaulting women in his office but she was the one that spoke up and said something but then like four other women also came up so why weren't they also like attacked you know why weren't they shown they followed her so she blamed her as like the first woman that started this movement against her husband that started the lawsuit like would the other woman have stayed silent had she not spoken up i think that was kind of like with the point they were making in the movie like she started Mm -hmm. it all she blamed her for everything yeah, and, and, and there's also, like, when you are reporting someone, like, a situation, they literally ask you, um, point blank, like, are you willing to um, be asked more questions, you know, because, you know, you're reporting it, your name will be public, is that okay? Like, you're, like, you're agreeing that your name is going to be a public thing because you're making the accusation, and then anyone else afterwards can be anonymous because they're just backing your point up. Hmm. I don't know. Also, Maybe I think a lot of times people can't stay anonymous. Like you think about, I don't know, the U.S. gymnastics team that came forward against their doctor, and just any other scandal. You usually know the women that were the victims that are now needing to go to court to fight this. I guess I just thought that they would keep it a little bit more down low instead of like plastering her face all over, like you know, the news. I thought that was like a bad, bad judgment call on the news station but well, i guess that's how they had to... this wonderful thriller movie if they had done a background check and <laughs> this is true <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> the whole this movie is... happened <laughs> as as people in the real life we have common sense um but in, in a fictional universe where they have to make a um a story good uh there's no common sense at all so no <laughs> but yeah I think my favorite character though was Solomon in this movie. Um, from the very beginning to him going through shit, like this man knew something was wrong with this woman from the very beginning, and I just I loved him as a character, um, especially at the end where he like comes in and saves the day, and I don't know, I love him. He's cute. He was one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Do you? Oh. I had one more note on this movie, so I felt like this movie gave me like. I don't know if either of you have ever seen Gone Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It gave me very much so like Gone Girl vibes as far as how meticulously like things were like planned out, like as predictable as they were, how they were planned out and like the, the mindset behind the planning. Yeah. I feel like this Peyton woman wasn't as smart as she was 
and got away with a lot more I don't know she just for me it was very like stupid look like I don't know <laughs> that's why I'm like how did she get away with everything that she did and then also too like she's just beating the shit out of everyone and I'm like this woman's tiny how the hell is she getting away with this like I don't, I don't know <laughs> like what <laughs> but yeah no overall not not too bad not too bad of a movie did you guys like the greenhouse scene mm-hmm. i'm confused on how it broke so easily like can you explain that to me because i'm just like she went into the greenhouse and then all of a sudden like something like triggered and then the glass shattered i was a little confused on to how one she died because like glass can shatter and like you won't die um so i was just it was a little bit confusing to me on w- what happened there I know what they were trying to do as far as like setting it up. So they had like a little crank and the crank is what opened up the, the top. But I also know it was very hard to, well, it was very hard to open because it took her a while and like lots of cranking to open it. So maybe just like gravity helped it close like faster, like snap shut. And so there was a shovel holding the, the, so the crank had like a little thing that was attached to it. It looked like that would like stop it from moving as long as it was in there. She kind of like, didn't attach that back to the wheel but like propped the I guess like the turning thing the handle with a shovel that was close enough to the door so if you open the door it would knock over the shovel and since the crank wasn't like attached to anything to make it stop it just spun and like shut and so because it spun so fast and it shut so fast the glass broke on the ceiling but I get where you're coming from too because I'm like like yeah like glasses you know, if if a if it broke on top of you, it broke on top of you. You'd be scratched up. It would hurt. But I didn't see because it, it's not that heavy, unless yeah. you're staring at it and like trying to get blinded by broken glass. Otherwise, I didn't understand how it killed her either. Yeah, that was a little bit like it's like Helena said. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie, um, where I was like, they obviously did something just to move the plot or, like faster, but I truly didn't understand how she could have died it didn't make any sense to me right. but it was well, you know they scene. wanted to kill her friend off so they had to kill yeah. her somehow and what better way than to use the greenhouse that claire had been working in <laughs> mm-hmm. and it messes her up too now mm-hmm. right she can blame herself more her friend though, was more. the only one was just like I'm, I'm not part of this like she knew something was wrong with this nanny and she like did some investigating she was the smart one out of everyone she was like hey this woman's fishy from the very beginning. <laughs> well, so. her and Solomon both were on to the nanny. I feel like Claire was just in her own little universe, like completely naive. Yeah, 100%. Claire's not a very bright person. <laughs> but like the husband too didn't didn't get it either. The husband was, was attracted though. to her, yeah. Plus it's like a hot woman in your house. Like, hell yeah. Like you're not going to like really pay attention to anything else. You're just going to be like, hot woman, thanks. You know? <laughs> so you want to do um our ratings then for this one this one's a pretty quick one not too much in like detail so i don't know what else to say it was very predictable so yeah um i'll go first since it was my movie i'll give it a five it just was your typical it could have been like a lifetime movie for me to be honest like the way it kind of felt um lena also gave it a five um 
she said Kristen watched the movie with me, so she can't say anything about that. And then for me too, um, I would say it's a five as well. Um, like it's kind of like eh, like it's not bad. Like obviously, like it gave me good emotion where I was left like pissed off. But then at the same time, it's like I mean I don't know if I'll ever want to watch it again. So it was it was a five for me for, as well. I gave it a six out of ten. I liked the kind of like the thriller theme aspect, but I couldn't give it any higher of a rating because I literally could predict every event in this movie. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was cool to be able to do that, but you, like I was, I was waiting for a moment where it was like, ha, like, like actually, and like there being like a twist at the end or something like that. But it was like, I, I saw it coming from a mile away. Like as soon as the woman came on scene, yeah no i agree you want to throw some fun facts at us if there is any i have some fun facts all right i have four fun facts for this movie so the film's title is actually taken from an often quoted 18th century poem by william ross wallace called the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world um Walsh's poem praises motherhood, communicating the belief that it is the driving force behind many of the positive changes on our planet. And each of the four verses ends with a line for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And if you notice throughout the movie, well, at one point in the movie, that quote came up exactly. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world when they were at that dinner party. Um, basically giving you very much so like predictable vibes that, you know, um, now nanny is breastfeeding and becoming the mother in the home therefore rocking the cradle therefore ruling the home yeah taking a um, fun fact number two rebecca de mornay only auditioned for the hand that rocks the cradle after losing out on playing tinkerbell in steven spielberg spielberg's hook movie oh. so she was trying to be tinkerbell she was it's kind of like a, a revenge role <laughs> um the Hand That Rocks the Cradle features a recurring musical theme for Wandering One from the Gilbert and Sullivan opera, The Pirates of Penzance, features in the opening credits and is sung oh. by Peter the Park and is also heard by Michael on the radio. Oh my it God. It also has a slight link to the film's plot as in the opera, two of the characters are switched as babies by a nanny. Uh, after you said The Pirates of Penzance, I got like a flashback. That's going to be my next movie, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That literally is one of my favorite um, musicals um, at all, ever. So I didn't realize that. I'm going to have to like kind of like listen to the soundtrack again because I don't remember it um, It from the mu- like the, the musicals. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with The Pirates, but I... Kind of, I wrote in my notes that I kind of recognized whatever song was playing in the background, but I never really like did the extra effort to like look up exactly what it was until fun facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard. I mean, I've heard it referenced in the movie Pretty Woman, but I've never heard the music or know anything about the story. Okay. So, could be a good uh, follow up movie when it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, my final fun fact is that after Claire discovers who Mrs. Mott really is, her husband calls the police and he reports the address as 808 Yakima. And this is act- the actual street address of the house in which most of the movie was filmed. Huh. It's a real house. 
Yeah, let's do classics. All right. Is this movie truly considered a classic based on the following criteria? Acting, music, dialogue, attention to historical details, costuming, scenery, and did it have a cultural impact? Keisha, you want to go first? Sure. Definitely not a classic. It for real just feels like a made for TV movie. Like it's entertaining. It's fun to watch, but there's not much more to it than that. No one, most people have never even heard of it, let alone seen it. Definitely not a classic. And uh, Lena says, I don't think it's a classic because of the plot holes and the fact that I hadn't heard of this movie until Keisha picked it. Some of the twists were shocking though. Like the glass falling on top of her friend. Um, so for her, it's not a classic. For me, I think as well, um, I definitely agree with Keisha. I feel like it's one of the Hallmark type of movies where it's like, uh, I would see like a a mom watching this like while her kids are in school and like getting her thrills off of like, you know, this movie. <laughs> but um, definitely not like something that I would ever want to watch again. I... And so as watching this, I initially, because I was getting Gone Girl vibes, I initially thought that this might have been a classic and like influenced like that movie. I looked it up though, and I was sadly mistaken and it did not influence that movie whatsoever. And I couldn't even find very many like pop culture references for this movie. And so I changed my mind and I decided it was also not a classic um I was kind of disappointed I was like oh no <laughs> I thought I thought my my vibes were good I thought it was related to Gone Girl in some fashion but it was not an inspiration for that movie I mean it has similar story plot so I could see where you would think that it is I mean not similar story plot but like it has similar aspects to it so I get yeah. what you're talking about yeah the way that they had portrayed her making decisions and then following through with the decisions and like kind of like the masterminding about it. I th- this one was very much so more predictable. I feel like Gun Girl was also kind of predictable, but a little less. You couldn't mm-hmm. see everything inside her brain about like what was going to happen. So yeah, there was no M yeah. Night Shyamalan like twist where you're like, oh my god, you know. So and then the ending. To be honest, I was like, you just push her out a window, and then that was it. It's just credits. <laughs> like here, here we go. There's no like explanation to anything. It's just boom out the window speared by her picket fence and <laughs> roll oh, yeah, look out for solomon <laughs> like that, that was Solomon's it there was no nanny. the ending was so strange it was just death credits that's it you don't need anything else <laughs> so no well um, what, what was it um what other movie was it that basically kind of did the same thing the, the children's hour they kind of did the same thing death and then very shortly after credits yeah yeah. or vertigo with whatever the, the hell hour, that like was. every podcast because it was such a good movie <laughs> like, but we don't have a podcast of this movie it was prior to like, us podcasting so anyone listening is probably like the children's hour again I just- <laughs> okay i won't i won't regret if we watch it because i don't think lena watched it if you guys want to rewatch the children's hour and then do a podcast <laughs> hey, on it i will be a hundred percent Alyssa, Alyssa, this could be we could do it for our 50th our 50th just because like our 50th children's movie. hour yeah our 50th movie but not necessarily the 50th recorded podcast yeah we can do that, that is special. This, today was the 35th 
movie. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yours is gonna be the 36th. So, but yeah, while we're at it, you want to tell us what you want to watch next week? Yes. Um, I'm picking a movie that is a 1992 film. Um, Brad highly recommended it, and I looked it up, and I was was very, very pleased with it, and it has very good Rotten Tomato reviews. It is called Reservoir Dogs. I've never watched it. I have seen it, but, I mean, I'm totally fine rewatching it. I totally spelled Reservoir wrong. We've been on a 90s binge lately, like Lena's, Keisha's, and now yours. It's almost like I need to pick a 90s movie now. Well, that, to be honest, to be- that's also one of the reasons why I randomly picked this movie. Because everything else I've picked has been pretty much 70s. I've been on a 70s vibe for a while, so I wanted to jump into a new era. Yeah, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pick a 90s just to round it off. You know, just be like, we're all done but anyways, yeah, no, it was a good movie. Um, and then we'll do Reservoir Dogs next week. So if you guys want to add anything else, but otherwise, I'm good to go. I'm good. Alrighty then. I'll see you guys next week then. All right. All bye. Right, bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the episode. I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday. So I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.